What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and it's Wednesday night, which means it's freaky hours. I'm sure a lot of you guys are getting in there, sending out trade offers in your league. So today, I am bringing you my must-buy and sell trade targets for Week 5. We're going to talk through some buy targets, some sell targets, everything in between for everybody of all records, shapes, and sizes. So with all that being said, if you enjoy, make sure you get down below, subscribe, leave a like. Let's go. Now, my goodness, this fade is absolutely, I mean, you could get, you could get a paper cut on this thing. Now, regardless, we're going to talk through some must buy and sell trade targets. First up, we're going to go through our must buy players. Now, we're going to kind of go with some luxury ones, scale ourselves down here, just stay along for the ride. I'll make sure we have timestamps to sort of sift everything out. But first up, we're going to talk through my must-buy player at the top here. This one's super, super luxury. Okay, this one's super luxury, but we're going to have Tony Pollard here. Okay, and it's not rocket science. It's just very simply the Cowboys are a top six offense. Pollard is getting fed, but he's been underperforming his volume enough that owners, managers, whatever you want to call them, might be frustrated. But when we look at the expected points per game, expected points per game are going to mention a lot in this video. Based on your touches, your red zone touches, your carries, your targets, your A dot, everything in between, how many fantasy points should you be scoring? Right now, if you look at this, this is courtesy of Establish the Run. You can see Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard are the only guys with four games played, expected points, 20 plus points per game. Tony Pollard is just way underperforming his while McCaffrey is really overdoing his. I imagine things are going to regress to the mean a little bit, and we will see over a larger sample. Tony Pollard should be just fine. Again, it's a good offense. We've seen Tony Pollard be efficient before. He won't be as efficient as he's been in the past, but he's not going to be this inefficient. So if you can find any kind of discount, remember, we've had guys in the past last year. Josh Jacobs had a slow start. Year before that, if you remember 2021, when Jonathan Taylor had his RB1 overall season, through like four weeks, he really wasn't doing that great. It wouldn't shock me if Tony Pollard did something similar here. Now, when we talk through what we're actually going to be trading for with Tony Pollard, we're going to fantasycalc.com. Right there, fantasycalc.com. What they do is we can actually look at it here, but they take into account uh, pretty much they look through multiple fantasy sites. As you can see here, they add them to their searchable trade database. Now, we what we do is we look at their trade database from their redraft leagues here, scraping across. I, I probably would be like Sleeper, ESPN, whatever. We pick out some of the ones that seem sort of reasonable, and we sort of see what you can buy Pollard for right now. And it's honestly, I mean, you're not going to get them for dirt cheap. You know, you're not going to trade a, you're not going to trade a Jerome Ford straight up for him. But there are some deals here that I don't mind. Brees Hall and Sam Laporta, I actually don't hate at all. Jameer Gibbs and Isaiah Pacheco, I absolutely love that. I mean, we have Brees Hall as a buy in this video, but if you can turn Brees Hall in a plus into Tony Pollard, you probably should. Same thing with Jameer Gibbs, Romeo Dobbs. Like, all of these are great prices, to be honest. I also, I wrote a couple down. I like this Derrick Henry and Jerome Ford. If you can take Derrick Henry in a piece, 100% do that. If you can take Josh Jacobs and trade that for Pollard, and I, I imagine it probably takes Jacobs in a piece, but if you can do Jacobs in a very small piece for Pollard, I'm all over that. I like Brian Robinson. He's a buy in this video, but I think Brian Robinson and Hawkinson I would do for Pollard. What else is like kind of close here? This Metcalf one I would do as well. I would do Jacob straight up for Pollard. I would do Derrick Henry straight up for Pollard. I don't know how those are even possible. Jamar Chase for Pollard. I would. Jamar, I would do Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase in a piece for Pollard is close. This one is razor close here. 
what else kind of sticks out? There was a Drake London one, but I think that that's probably on another page. That's fine. I think we kind of went through enough options here. Again, these are real trades that are happening. Not all of them are super realistic, but it's the best we have. All right. There's really, it's tough to get a consensus across every single league. I think this is somewhat close though. You know, there's enough scenarios there and you can, you know, you can search up players that you have on your team. Maybe you put a player in here. Like let's say you have Pollard and you want to trade, say, I mean, uh, let's say I have Nico Collins and I want to see what it takes to get to Tony Pollard. You can kind of see, I mean, only one has happened, uh, on October 3rd, but you can see, you know, you add somebody in that Brian Robinson area. Maybe you could do Jerome Ford and Nico Collins to get to Tony Pollard. That sounds a little bit wild, but maybe. Now, moving on from that, let's talk through our next buy target. Now, I hope that the audio is okay here. I'm going to be honest with you guys. The reason this video is coming out so late is because it's so hot, man. Jersey, for whatever reason, I imagine it's around the world. <laughs> I don't know. I, I truly, I'm not a weather guy, but Jersey was cold and wet for the last week or so. So we removed all the ACs. And now all of a sudden it's in the 80s and it's humid. And it feels like summer in October right now. I've been sweating in the basement all day. I actually waited for a fan to come in. So I have a fan blowing on me right now. I hope it's not too loud. It shouldn't really be louder than what the AC was, but it feels louder uh, from where I'm sitting. Now, next up, our next buy here is we have Winnie in the background walking around here. We're, we're all over the place, fellas. Okay, but our next buy here is... Chris Olave. Now, this one's a little bit more attainable. I imagine people are pretty frustrated with Chris Olave right now, where this past week he had 1.4 PPR points. And to me, I would really just throw out this last game. Derek Carr played clearly injured. Now, we don't know if Derek Carr is going to be affected in this next game. Uh, we're, we'll probably talk with Tom Christ about that over the weekend. He's a guy we have on, doctor of physical therapy. He does great work. Maybe they pivot to Jameis Winston, but this version of Derek Carr is not going to stick over an entire season. You can see here from Luke Johnson's tweet, the chart is awful. 0.4 air yards per completion, which was the lowest number tracked by next-gen stats since week six of last year. 12.2% completion percentage below expectation. More than half his completions came behind the line of scrimmage where Kamara had like 13 catches and set the record for the lowest amount of yards on 13 or more catches or just 13 catches. That's not going to stick. Carr had been league average over the first three weeks. I imagine we get back to that kind of quarterback play. And when we throw out this week, we just look through weeks one through three unexpected points per game, which again, based on your volume, targets, dot, red zone targets. Chris Olave was the wide receiver seven in expected points per game through the first three weeks. 17.4 points per game over that span. He is going to be just fine to me. Uh, he is probably like a back-end wide receiver one rest of season. You know, fringe. I think I have him around like wide receiver 11, wide receiver 12 uh, moving forward. So if you can buy him for cheap, I 100% would. If we look at fantasy calc once again here, uh, I mean, you don't have to pay a ton. I, I mean, all right. So Josh Reynolds, that's just that's just not going to happen. But Garrett Wilson, I would do James Conner for Olave. Uh, if I could do Nico Collins straight up for Olave, I would. I'm looking through. There's a Godwin trade that I liked. Yeah, I mean, Godwin for Olave straight up. I doubt that, that you could do that. What else makes some sense here? Nico Collins and Rashad White is where it gets really, really close. But I think I would, I think I would still do that. Uh, does anything else stick out? James Cook, you're not going to get a plus on top. But if you can do James Cook straight up for Olave, I would. What else? What else? I also have like a James Cook one that I saw. Oh, yeah, I just said that. But yeah, that's about it uh, in terms of what's sort of feasible here. If you can turn does anything else stand out as reasonable offers, not really here. I mean, if you can turn Andy Richardson into Olave, probably, but I don't think that that's on the table either. But Olave, if you can get any kind of discount on him because of this frustrating week here and him not really being amazing so far, I would see what you can do. Now, next up, we're going to have 
Brees Hall as our third must-buy here. I think we had him as a buy after week two, but I imagine people are a little bit frustrated with Brees Hall. Now, what I will say is it's a bummer because I wrote this article, or I, not article, I wrote this outline this morning, and what happens in the morning, we get a report that Robert Sala says Brees Hall is no longer going to be on a pitch count anymore. So there's a decent chance that the Brees Hall owner in your league read this and now doesn't want to trade him away. So I completely understand that, but I will say it's similar to in week one when Gainwell wasn't active and we were saying go buy DeAndre Swift heading into week two, and maybe you had to buy a little bit high off of that news, but probably not nearly as high as you would have had to after the Thursday night game against the Buccaneers, I think it was. I'm not sure. There was a Thursday night game. I don't think... I can't remember who... Oh, it was the Vikings. That's who it was. It was against the Vikings. DeAndre Swift went absolutely crazy, but we had said buy him, even though these reports coming out about Gainwell and Swift being the, mean, the lead guy, maybe go buy. So what I'm saying here is maybe the owner's going to be a little bit reluctant, but if he's 1-3 or 0-4 and, and really needs running back production, maybe see if you can grease the wheels a little bit on Brees Hall. You even have Stefania Bell here, who's ESPN's lead injury analyst. She does amazing work saying wheels up Brees Hall to the moon. Now, when we look at sort of his game logs here, Brees Hall slowly getting up there with the snaps, the rush attempt percentage where 32%, 33%, 48%, 46%, so still in that 45% plus. I would imagine this week we venture in the 55%, 60% plus, probably 55% if I'm being honest here. The routes have scaled up a ton, which is really huge for him, where the routes went 19%, 26%, 28%, 40%, so he's running more routes, he's playing more snaps. On top of that, his target sprout run is amazing. 19% target trout run is amazing. If he can get his routes up to 55%, 60%, then we're really in business here. And on top of that, he gets an amazing matchup this week. Now, what I will say is maybe you want to time the market. He's playing the Broncos this week. I think he's going to smash, right? This is a defense that's allowing the most fantasy points to running backs. They have the worst defense in the entire league here. And even if we get 80% of what Zach Wilson was against the Chiefs moving forward, this should be an offense that's going to at least be, in, instead of, you know, stone worst, bottom 10, and that's at least workable for a guy like Brees Hall. On top of that, people really underrate the Jets O-line, where they had Dwayne Brown, who was the guy, I hate, I hate to say it, he was the guy who, he was told to cut block on the play, but he was the guy who let the free rusher in, who then tore Aaron Rodgers' Achilles. He's now on IR, Dwayne Brown. They bring in second round Joe Titman guard out of Wisconsin. He's 6'6". He's a monster. He's the sixth ranked guard in the last two weeks since he started playing for the Jets in week three. Since then, they've been amazing. Over the last four weeks, like the entire season, PFF actually has him as the eighth highest graded run blocking unit in the NFL. Since then, they moved. I know this is like, this is, I don't know any offensive line as intricately as I do with the Jets because I'm a fan of the Jets, but they had this first round pick out of USC that they've been playing at left guard. Uh, or right guard, actually, Elijah Vera Tucker. They then moved him to right tackle. He's been amazing. They moved Makai Becton from right tackle to his natural left tackle spot. And they've been pretty good, and they're still sort of meshing together. So I think the offensive line is going to be workable. It's a good matchup here. But what that whole tangent was is that if you want to, you can roll the dice, see if Brees Hall disappoints, and then from there you could buy. Or you buy a little bit high now, he goes off against the Broncos, and then it's wheels all the way up from then on. Now, what we're buying Brees Hall for, maybe he's going for a little bit more after the, the news today, but again, I don't mind. What the hell? Wait a, wait a second. I'm not quite sure what just happened there. All right, let me, all right, all right. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everybody just bear with me. Uh, but 
we have Brees Hall here. I'm just making sure that you guys can hear me and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're not going to get this, but like Gabe Davis, that's insane. If you can do something like Addison and a Godwin, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, he's actually trading for a lot less than I would think. Lockett in a piece, sure. Waller in a piece, sure. I think I would do Raheem Mostert trade up for Brees. I don't think you can do most of these trades. I'm trying to see something that actually sticks out. Nico Collins for Brees, straight up. Uh, I would do that all day. Miles Sanders in a, in a wide receiver piece like this, I would do that all, way, all day as well. Puka Nakua for Brees Hall in a piece gets interesting. It gets very interesting there. Uh, that one I would say, I would call that about a coin flip here. I'm trying to see what else that I have circled here. I had Ford. No. So these, Brees Hall has been trading a lot today because I wrote this this morning and all of these trades have happened since then. Uh, but I saw some trades earlier today that I really liked here. And I thought we're like decently realistic. Yeah, no, never mind. I mean, CJ Stroud and Jerome Ford, I don't think that that's really on the table. If you can do Jerome Ford in a piece, I would. Is there anything else here that makes sense here? I think Drake London and Ramondre is getting very, very close. Miles Sanders and Kirk, I actually would do 100%. Uh, if you, I don't think anyone's really paying up for T. Higgins, but if you can do T. Higgins in a piece for Brees Hall, I would do that all day long. If you can sell somebody on... If you can sell somebody on Khalil Herbert and add a piece, right? He had a big week, add a piece to Khalil Herbert. I mean, like Miles Sanders for sure. Uh, I would do that as well. But you can see, I mean, you can go on the website yourself and kind of see some other deals here if you want to get something a little bit more fair, I guess, if you want to say. Damian Pierce, I would do as well. Zay Flowers and Kyron Williams. I don't think I could do that. If you can sell someone on Najee in a piece, for sure, I would do that as well. Again, I think Nico Collins is going to be one that you can definitely do if you would like to. Ramondre should up for Brees, I would. Metcalf showed up for Brees is close. I think I would take Brees over Metcalf. Uh, if you could take Evans in a small piece for Brees Hall, I like that as well. Now, moving on from that, we have some special buys, okay? If you're out there, you're down bad, you know, you're 0-4, you're down in the dumps, you're saying, you know what, the season's over, I think it's all a wash. What I'm telling you right now is it's time to dig in. It's time to dig in. This is a must-win week for you. Okay, and I'll be honest, I'm 0-4 in my home league. I'll say it with my chest. All right, we, we filmed the draft party video uh, in the summer. This was mid-August we drafted, so Jonathan Taylor was presumed to be playing. So the way I started this draft was Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor, Chris Olave, Drake London, Joe Burrow, Deontay Johnson. Jamar Chase, Burrow, ass. Jonathan Taylor hasn't played. Deontay Johnson, hurt. Like, the entire team, it's just been brutal, but... This is what I'll say. This is some dummy math for everyone out there that's 0-4. Some dummy math here, okay? This is a really cool metric, uh, or matrix, I mean to say, from a, like an, uh, an analytics site from like 2014. It's not perfect because it's assuming a 12-game regular season where now it's 14. But regardless, this is assuming that the top half of your league makes the playoffs. If you go 0-4, right, so wins 0, losses 4. You're at 8.7% to make the playoffs. And here's what I'll say. When you join a 12-man league... Most of the money is going to first place. You are playing to win the game. As Herm Edwards, Jets legend, once said, you play to win the game. And what I'm trying to say here is that you joined the league knowing you had a 1 out of 12 chance to win it all. 1 out of 12, what's that? 8.3%. 0 and 4, what's that? 8.7%. So you have the same implied odds of winning your league in week 0 
as you do making the playoffs at zero and four. So what I'm trying to say is that if you could stomach an 8.6% to win it all, you can stomach an 8.6% to make the playoffs because then once you're in the playoffs, it's anybody's game. And if you dig yourself out of an 0 and 4 start and you make the playoffs, you're going to be pretty hot. You're going to be rolling in there with some momentum. So what I'm trying to say here, dig in, win this game, get to one and four, get to that 14.7% playoff probability. Just hover above that 8.3% for as long as you get is what I'm trying to say. Because again, I think that some of you guys will understand. It, it, it is truly dog brain math. But if you were okay with an 8.6% chance to win it all, you should be okay with an 8.3% or 8.6% chance to make the playoffs. And then from there, it's anybody's game. All right. So that's what I'm trying to say. Dig in. It's time to win. So this is, this is what we are now saying from that is that these are two trades. These are two trades for people that are 0-4 that you're buying for immediate production. You need monster weeks this week to lock in a W. And the first one here that I like is Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson is somebody that you should be able to acquire as like an RB2, 15-point per game, you know, high-end RB2 type of guy. He had seven points last week. Uh... Or no, he had 13 points last week. He had seven points the week before that. He hasn't been amazing. But this week, he gets a monster matchup. He is at home, a home favorite. I think they're five-and-a-half-point favorites at home versus the Bears. The Bears are allowing the second-most fantasy points to opposing running backs. And Brian Robinson, in games where the Washington Commanders win, he is averaging 21.25 fantasy points per game. Now, that's, of course, a very, very small sample. But in a game that should be a positive game script versus an awful run defense, Brian Robinson is a fringe top six play at running back this week. So I don't mind trying to buy him for a little bit cheap here. Maybe even offload. If you have somebody on buy, maybe even offload a buy guy and, and get Brian Robinson onto your team. So when we look at what Fantasy Calc has as potential trades here for Brian Robinson, you can see you can trade some guys that are on buy. You can trade. I mean, you're not going to get him for dirt cheap. I mean, Khalil Herbert in a piece uh, all day long, all day long. Now... Here are some tough ones. Here are some truly tough ones. Amari Cooper's on buy. I think I sell Amari Cooper here. I think I do. Amari Cooper's on buy. If I need a win, I would sell Amari Cooper straight up for Brian Robinson. What else actually kind of sticks out as something like Austin Eckler here? Austin Eckler's on buy. I don't mind selling Austin Eckler for Brian Robinson in a legit piece. Now, Kenneth Walker's also on buy, but if you can make him someone, someone else in this Kenneth Walker range, like maybe a Josh Jacobs, maybe a Travis Etienne, something like that, I would absolutely love a deal like that. If you could do something in like the, I think that there's like a Jacoby Myers trade on here that I don't mind, no. But there are some deals to be had where you can take a player that's not expected to really do much this week and you can trade them away for Brian Robinson. Maybe you take like a quarterback and maybe have a backup quarterback or something where you take Anthony Richardson uh, and you offload him for Brian Robinson, Anthony Richardson and peace for Brian Robinson. And I don't know, maybe the guy who wants him needs a quarterback. There's a bunch of scenarios you can kind of figure out as you go here. And I, I even don't mind the Sam Laporta one. Like, let's say you have, let's say you're in a weird spot where you have like a Hawkinson or a Mark Andrews or somebody you can start or an Evan Ingram, and you just have like Laporta rotting on your bench every week. Maybe you use Laporta and you get a Brian Robinson. Maybe even a little, little tiny, tiny piece on top. Is there anything else that sticks out in the second page? Is what I'm curious about. No, nothing else. I mean, Jacoby Meyer should have for Brian Robinson. I would, but I don't know that that's on the table. Romeo Dobbs, same thing. Uh, Pitts and Michael Thomas, I would as well. So any move like that where you can take players that are either on buy or something like that and just try and move some things around to get Brian Robinson in the deal. Now, the next guy that I'm saying is a buy for 0-4 teams out there, Jalen Waddell. And I know that he's been 
I don't know. He was on last week's video. He might have been on another video before that. But Jalen Waddle is a very easy buy for me, where I think people are really starting to sour on him. Waddle played a tough matchup last week versus the Bills. The Bills have the third best EPA per play pass defense. EPA per play is just expected points added per play, which just means on a per play basis, what are you contributing over league average and what's expected of you in terms of point scoring? So on a per drive basis, first and 10 at the 50, are you coming away with points on that drive? You know, maybe you're expected a field goal on that drive. Are you punting? Is it a three and out? Then that's way underachieving. And it kind of, you know, has a formula that knows how many points you should be scoring on a given drive and a given play and how much are you over under exceeding that. The Bills have been lethal against the pass. And I think it even showed that they shut down the Dolphins a little bit here who have been like the greatest show on turf this season. And on top of that, it's not, it's not even like Tyree Kill got home or anything. If we compare the two, Tyree Kill had 33 routes. Waddle had 31 routes. They both had four targets. Tyree Kill had 10 PPR points. Jalen Waddle had nine PPR points. So neither really did great. I'm not discouraged at all here. And next up, we get the Giants. The Giants are a bottom five pass defense per EPA. Waddle, to me, is a top 12 option this week, is a top 15 option moving forward. He should be an absolute monster this week. And he has that boom bust upside where he could deliver you a spike week that pushes you over into one and four, maybe like two and three. This kind of applies for one and three teams as well. And when we look at the trades that have been happening for Waddle, as much as I love Damian Pierce and he's actually a buy for me, I would sell Pierce for Waddle. I would sell Pacheco for Waddle. What else? Khalil Herbert and T. Higgins for Waddle. That's actually a really savvy move. Whoever did that, big respect. He Mostert and Adam Thielen for Waddle. I would do that all day long. I don't mind Pittman and Ertz for Waddle. What else sticks out here? I also did like a... If you can do... I think that this is going to be on the second page. But if you can do Puka straight up for Waddle or no. I would do Puka straight up for Waddle, but I don't know that that's on the table. You can also do uh, Nico Collins straight up. I mean, I don't know that you could do Nico Collins straight up for Waddle. But maybe Nico Collins and a piece for Waddle I think would make a lot of sense. I also liked a Garrett Wilson trade I saw earlier. Yeah, Garrett Wilson and Jordan Addison for Waddle. Uh, I would do that all day long. I wouldn't do this Garrett Wilson and Montgomery one. That one's a little bit closer for me. And then we also have some other ones that I saw on the next page where we have Derrick Henry for Waddle and a piece. I mean, all day long, even if even if you can't get the piece. Or I, I would want a small little running back piece on the side there. And then mixing for Waddle straight up, I would do that all day as well. So if you can buy Waddle on the cheap, insert him into the lineup, you're going to be looking very, very good. Now, after Jalen Waddle, we have a grab bag of repeat buys from last week's video. I didn't want to make their own uh, sections for it, so I just wanted to kind of cover them real quick. And first up, we have Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, I like him as a buy. Uh, we liked him as a buy last week, but we didn't really realize that he was going to be on a touch count. He was on a pitch count for sure last week, but Aaron Jones has been, he was electric in week one. Seems like he's on the other side of this hamstring injury. And AJ Dillon's been so bad, and this offense has been so surprisingly good, that Aaron Jones to me is an RB1 rest of season that you can buy for a little bit cheaper than that, where, I mean, Josh Palmer and Gus Edwards, that's insane. Pickens and Mixon, I would even do something like that. What else kind of sticks out here? We also have Miles Sanders and Debo. I don't think I could do that one. I don't think I could. Judy and Gus Edwards, that's an easy one. Pierce and Alexander Madison, that's an easy one as well. Cole Herbert and Pitts, that's an easy one. I would do Derrick Henry straight up for him. There was a Puka deal as well, as, as well that I saw. Or no, not a Puka deal, but a Judy one that I saw earlier. Yeah, this like Judy and Gus Edwards. If you can do Judy in a very small piece for him, 100%. 
Damian Pierce and I was in Madison. We went over that one. Herbert and Pitts. So, yeah, you can buy him for, like, sort of cheap. You can buy him for sort of cheap and see what you can do here. Nico Collins for him, I don't mind either. Now, the next buy we have as well, Calvin Ridley. I know everyone's sort of sick of Calvin Ridley. I know that he's been burning people. I completely get it. But this offense has been the 23rd ranked pass offense in EPA per play which is not good. They're going to be better. Trevor Lawrence has the second highest pass uh, PFF passing grade. He has the best big-time throw to turnover with the play ratio. It's just been kind of variance-based. I do think that better days are going to be ahead. I think Calvin really is going to flirt with top 12 numbers, and you can buy him for so cheap right now. James Cook for him straight up, very easy uh, trade for me. If you can buy him, I don't think you can do IU. No, there's no shot you can do that. But I did see an IU deal earlier that I did not mind. I, I wonder if it's here. Or no, today's the fourth. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. I don't like that Ayuk one. But I think that there's a... Yeah, Khalil Herbert for Cal... Uh, I, I add a little piece like Khalil Herbert and I'm trying to think... Khalil Herbert... Does Khalil Herbert and Terry McLaurin or DJ Moore get me there? Because I think I would do that. Khalil Herbert or Terry McLaurin, I would do that. If I could do Nico Collins straight up for Calvin Ridley, I would do that as well. If I could do Alexander... Ma any of the dead zone guys like Alexander Madison, Miles Sanders, Rashad White for Calvin Ridley or Jerome Ford straight up, I would do that all day as well. Now our next, our, our last repeat buy here that I'll mention is Damian Pierce. Now Damian Pierce, you can have for sort of cheap. I would love, I mean, if you could offload Dallas Goddard for Damian Pierce, I would do that all day long. If you could offload Marquise Brown for Damian Pierce and like a very small wide receiver, I would as well. Uh, again, if you're in a spot where you have tight end depth, Evan Ingram from Damian Pierce doesn't sound bad at all. If you could do DJ Moore for Damian Pierce in a very small piece, like a 2-2, I would love that as well. Uh, I mean, DJ Moore for him, I would do that. I would do Miles Sanders for Damian Pierce. I would do... If you're in a rough spot and you have Amari Cooper on by, I don't mind Amari Cooper for Damian Pierce. Rashad White for Damian Pierce, I would. Uh, a bunch of deals that aren't too, too expensive. Now, moving on from that, we have our cells. Now, before we get into our cells, I do want to let you guys know, I just actually dropped my rest of season rankings update before I recorded this video. So that is completely live. I have my entire rest of season rankings, my top 50 running backs, top 65 wide receivers, top 20 tight ends, top 20 quarterbacks, and like an overall top 150 of how I view players for the rest of the season. So if you want to kind of see how I'm viewing players, you can kind of use as a reference sheet when you're making trades. Make sure you check out patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. There'll be a link in the description in the comment section down below. On top of that, you get weekly rankings, you get fab articles every week you get my start sit exclusive streams on sunday mornings but if that's not interesting we'll go on to the next player who i have is nico collins as a sell here now i just want to preface this we had nico collins on our must draft wide receivers video on august 30th must draft breakout wide receivers video on august 30th we did a week four video last week on friday nico collins was my must start of the week and he absolutely balled out i promise i like nico collins this is not an anti nico collins channel and if you want to go back i have like a sleepers video from like the 2021 draft class nico collins was on there as well we have long been nico collins people on this channel i can pull up my dynasty rosters right now and show you that he he had been rotting away on my dynasty rosters forever i love nico collins but after a 35 point game he's the wide receiver six if you can sell high you probably should. It seems people are sort of valuing him like almost like a fringe wide receiver one, where for me, he's more like a back-end wide receiver two rest of season. This is still a guy, 
third year in the league, didn't do much the first two years as a rookie quarterback, is going to still be sort of vying for targets with Tank Dell, with Robert Woods, who Robert Woods isn't good, but he's actually been commanding a ton of targets, Dalton Schultz, Damian Pierce. They have a lot of things to spread around. That's not necessarily going to deter Nico Collins from still being good. I think he's still going to have a spike weeks. He's still going to be a wide receiver too in fantasy. But if there was ever a time to cash out, it would be right now where he's really overperforming his volume, where if we look at his expected points per game, you can see he's the wide receiver 16 in expected points per game. He is overshooting that by 5.8 points per game. I believe that is the highest on the list. He is overshooting his expected points per game by 5.8, which is a lot. That is a lot of variance here that we're dealing with on an offense that is good, right? It's good, but it's not good enough to the point where a 5.8 overexpected is going to hold over an entire season where I think if we look back to like Debo Samuel in 2021, when he had that amazing year where he was a super efficient, I think he was at like six overexpected. So we're going to regress a little bit here. So I don't mind trying to sell high on Nico Collins. And some of these trades you can get for Nico Collins are pretty great. They are pretty great. If I could sell Nico Collins right up for Brees Hall, I would. If I could add Rashad White, Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison to Nico Collins for Amon Ross St. Brown, I would. Nico Collins for Chris Olave straight up, I would. Uh, anything else stick out? Nico Collins and DJ Moore for Cooper Cup, yes. Nico Collins for Brees Hall again, straight up, yes. I mean, Nico Collins for Devontae Adams isn't happening, but that's just, I think it just goes to show how crazy it is right now. Nico Collins for Calvin Ridley, yes. Nico Collins for Jalen Waddle, yes. <coughs> Nico Collins for Puka Nakua. It's close, but I think I, I think I prefer Puka Nakua. Uh, Nico Collins in a piece, or, you know, just like a fodder running back for Saquon. Yes, like, you go up and down this entire list, and it's all just like, they traded what for Nico Collins? So I'm just telling you, check your league, kick the tires on some teams, approach some teams, see if you can kind of buy somebody low a little bit. And if nobody wants to pay top 15 wide receiver prices for Nico Collins, then just move on. All right, just move on. There's, there's genuinely no shame in moving on and not trading him away. You can just scoop up those points. You have him as a wide receiver two rest of the season. But what I'm trying to say is that if there's ever a time to cash out, it would be right at this very moment. Now, moving on from that, we have our next sell, which is going to be Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. He had the perfect environment where it was a blowout versus the Bengals. They won like, what, like 27 to 3. It was the perfect game environment for him to just rack up points. On top of that, though, this is somebody that is splitting major work with Ty J. Spears, and that should be concerning. Where last year, he played on 67% of the snaps. This year, he's at just 56%. He is no longer this bell cow elite RB1 type, and I think a lot of guys treat him like that. Where if we compare the last two years for him, and expected points for game again, just based on his volume, his red zone touches, right now he is sandwiched between Raheem Mostert, Brian Robinson, and Joe Mixon in terms of volume. That is not good. That is no bueno. Now, if you look to the right of the screen, this is from 2022, where he was the RB6 at 16.8 expected points per game. That is a full four points per game lower in volume that he's ceding to at least to bad game scripts, to a worse offense, to Tajay Spears, and that should be concerning. So if there's anybody out there that sees Derrick Henry in your league and is like, oh my God, that's Derrick Henry. He just had a great game. That's an RB1 rest of season, elite RB1 type of guy. I would be looking to sell. And you can get some decent prices to sell him at when we look at fantasy count here if we look down here i mean i would do him pause i mean i would do him for i mean olave here a piece for J jamar chase derrick henry for aj brown straight up yes derrick henry for eckler straight up yes uh what else derrick henry in a small piece for tony pollard yes 
I mean, there's just a lot on here that seems like Derrick Henry for Waddle and Damian Pierce. Yes. Derrick Henry and a guy like Debo or Ayuk or Metcalf for Tyree Kill. Yes. Like, there's still there's still a lot of Derrick Henry fans out there where if you can sell Derrick Henry, I would. Now, I will say the, the sort of the conundrum with all of this is that the guys on my sell list, you probably drafted. So you probably liked Derrick Henry a lot. So I don't know. But if you're someone out there who's just like, oh, my God, it was the 212 and I had to take Derrick Henry and that's just kind of how the cookie crumbled, then this is for you. If you're a Derrick Henry stan and you draft him on your fantasy football team, then I don't know. Ignore this advice. Now, after that, we have DJ Moore, who's a repeat sell, but I do want to reiterate it. I will say that it is on me that I should have looked at his upcoming schedule. I, to be honest with you, the Broncos defense coming into this year is supposed to be good, right? They had Patrick Sertain. They were good last year. The thought was, is like, Miami is like the greatest show on turf right now. Maybe it was just like a little blip. But no, this is like genuinely a bottom five defense. I wish that I held off, waited for the good matchup, and then was like, okay, sell high. But if you didn't listen to me last week, you couldn't get any deals done. Now is genuinely the time to sell DJ Moore. He was the wide receiver five on the week. They absolutely killed the Broncos. But the issue is, I will say, though, he does have on Thursday... Uh, a game versus Washington. So what I will say is they allow the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers, so you can maybe wait for that, but that's also taking a risk. If he drops a goose egg, then your sell window is kind of closed. But I did just want to preface that. Now, here's the issue. The Bears are not using their wide receivers enough to support a top 24 option. This is a Hayden Wings chart putting together the expected points per game by all the wide receivers in an offense. They are down there right above the Falcons as using their wide receivers at a league-low rate. DJ Moore right now is the wide receiver 49 in expected points per game, but he is somehow a top 24 wide receiver on the season. That is scary. He is about a 10-point-per-game guy in terms of expected points per game. He's at about 15 points per game now. He is overperforming his volume by 50%, which is scary. Uh, at best, he's probably a high-end wide receiver three rest of season. So if you can sell at wide receiver two prices, you probably should. Or if we look at Fantasy Calc here and we type in DJ Moore, you can see, I mean, he's trading, I mean, DJ Moore plus James Cook for Amon Ross St. Brown, yes. Uh, DJ Moore and James Cook for Austin Eckler, yes. I don't really know what the, what that little tandem is uh, and why that's so common. DJ Moore and Nico Collins for Cooper Cup, I mean, yes. Uh, there was a Pierce one as well. DJ Moore for Damian Pierce, like almost, uh, Damian Pierce in a piece, I would do that as well. You have DJ Moore in a piece like Jahan Dotson or Terry McLaurin or anybody for Davante Adams yes I don't know why I said Davante Adams like that DJ Moore in a small piece for Kamara yes DJ Moore for Ramondre straight up I think I would DJ Moore and Jameer Gibbs for Austin Eckler I mean all day DJ Moore and Alvin Kamara for Bijan Robinson all day so you can see like there are some really juicy trades involving DJ Moore you probably have to add a piece to him to get to something really nice but he's definitely somebody to shop around and kind of see what people will spend for DJ Moore. Now that's going to do it for us today. Again, if you want access to my complete rest of season rankings, that'll be on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. You can find my rest of season rankings, my weekly rankings, my waiver wire article every week, my start sit streams on there, along with all of my dynasty stuff. That's all on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. You can find the link in the description in the comment section down below. But if you're already supporting there, you can't support there. Just leave a like, subscribe. It helps the channel out a ton. And as always, I will see you guys in the next one.
like this froze, ice cold, oh, oh, ice around my body like